This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issue is a Lynn Quickie. How to let go of our kids. Uh. <laughs> you have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The actual physical act of giving birth is an act of letting go, right? You're no longer physically with your child anymore. We even cut the cord from mother to child, you know, the umbilical cord. That cutting of the cord is the first time this child is physically without his mother. You know, when our babies learn to crawl and walk, we're letting them go. When we teach them how to ride a bike, we're actually, you know, pushing them on the bike without the training wheels and we're letting them go. When we teach them how to drive a car, we're really letting them go. And when he graduates from high school and leaves for college, we're totally letting go. But how do we totally let go? How do we do that? How do we give them room to grow up while standing on the sidelines, cheering them on, yet letting them make their mistakes, letting them learn from them, and just supporting them and loving them, you know, from the sidelines? How do we stop telling them what to do? That's my biggest challenge. So this is where I'm at in my life. My firstborn has recently graduated from high school and he's preparing for college. I mean, I knew, we all know this is going to happen. You know, kids grow up. That's what's supposed to happen. Life is about growing and evolving. I get that intellectually. But nobody actually told me how I should handle my feelings as a parent, and how I should change and evolve as a parent with this transition. So I had to learn it on my own. And my son has become my teacher. So recently, actually, just a few weeks before this firstborn turned 18. um, And about a month before high school graduation, that's a lot of change, right? It's a lot of change. um, I had done what I had always been doing for the past 18 birthdays for him. I was planning a nice gift for him. I planned to take the day off from work, spend all day with him, make his favorite pie, maybe make some decorations, you know, do what I've always been doing for the past 17 years, that mom thing, that mom birthday thing. I even asked him, so what do you want to do for your birthday? Should we go boating with your friends like last year? What do you think? And he would reply, I don't know. You know how teenagers talk. I'm not sure, mom. I don't know. Hmm, that should have been a red flag. Little did I know he was sure. He just didn't know how to tell me yet because he didn't want to hurt my feelings. So a week before his birthday, he got the courage to say to me, I want to spend my birthday. I want my birthday. I want to spend my birthday with my girlfriend at a beach with her and her family. Oh, stab right in the heart. My heart was so wounded. I took it so personally, even though he followed up with, which was really nice, but I didn't realize it at the time. He followed up with, but I want to spend time with you too, mom. Let's pick another day for just you and me. 
I didn't even hear that part because, as you know, my heart was stabbed. I was so sad and I was so crushed. Then I was mad. You know, that cycle goes like sad, crushed, mad, round, round, round. Um, I went to the victim stage the very next day, even saying to him, I'm still embarrassed. I was, I said this. I said to him, after all I do for you and you want to spend it with another family. Oh my God. I, I knew when I was saying it that it was wrong, but it's like, you know, when you can't stop yourself, like you, your mouth just doesn't stop. Major guilt trip. He cried, I cried, and I knew I was in trouble. So we trotted off to see my guru therapist. I wanted her to help me. I call her my mother guru because she truly is a Buddha status in a motherly way. So we tell her the story. <laughs> You know, I want to spend my 18th birthday with my friends, my girlfriend, and she looks me in the eye and she says, she talks like this, so very angelic. So you're telling me, Lynn, your soon-to-be 18-year-old son wants to spend his birthday with his friends or girlfriend? And I was like, um, yeah, when you say it like that, I see your point. Your soon-to-be 18-year-old wants to spend it with his friend or his girlfriend's friend, friends, one girlfriend. She explained what he wanted was perfectly normal. And it was also an indication that he was raised in a healthy home. She also explained that the fact that he wanted to spend another day with me celebrating his birthday was an indication that he was loved and that he felt love for his mother and that I should be grateful I raised such an awesome kid. <laughs> She also explained that I failed to see that, and the fact that I failed to see that, that's my issue. And my issue is, I was breaking one of the four agreements. If you haven't read the book, buy it, put it in your purse, put it in your car, and read it you know, for the rest of your life. Um, and one of the four agreements is never take anything personally. I took it personally. I took him wanting to be with somebody else as a sign that I was a bad mother, that something was being taken away from me. But when I looked at it differently, when I looked at it differently, thanks to this mother guru, I realized it was a sign that it was actually a good mother. After that session, I gave my son my blessing, like truly, to go on his birthday trip, and I honestly was happy for him. I started planning you know, what I was going to do. Uh, for during that time since I would have the house to myself and I'm starting to get really excited <laughs> just because I looked at it differently. But man, the universe is so funny. So just when I was okay with the whole thing, two days before he was supposed to leave, he says to me, I think the trip is canceled. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what my heart was feeling this time? Disappointment. I'm like, okay, well, I guess my plan's got to change. Not a lot of disappointment, but just a tad. I started to rearrange my plans to include him, but you know how teenagers are. The next day, the trip was back on. So I made the decision to turn all of this into a good thing. I carved out an hour and a half that birthday morning before he was going to leave, like got up at five in the morning to make a special birthday breakfast, and I'm really not a great cook, before he left because I don't like cooking, really. That was extra special. It was a big gift. I painted him a sign like I always do every year. I gave him his cards, gave him a gift, and bid him goodbye. And when he left, that was a, that's when my me time started. So I let my little bird fly from the nest for his milestone birthday. And changing the way I looked at things, I felt great. I felt pride. Pride for myself that I 
did a pretty good job as a mother so far. And I felt happy for him and me. He had a great time. And by Sunday night, I was like, oh, wow, my time's over already. He's coming (laughs) home already. I mean, I missed him, but, you know, I enjoyed me too. I've come to learn there are three stages of healthy parenting. Stage one, giving the baby bird everything he needs to grow. Stage two, guiding the growing bird through transition and nurturing them to be their true selves. Stage three, letting the bird leave the nest and come back. Then eventually, leave the nest to make his own nest. I leave you with this story from our former First Lady, Michelle Obama. When talking recently um, to her husband about letting go of their own girls, Michelle told her husband, President Barack Obama, quote, we raise them so they don't need us. Think about that. We raise them so they don't need us. No truer words have ever been spoken. So cheers to all you parents and teachers and loved ones out there bidding farewell to your little bird. We can cry together. I can hold you. You can hold me. But know that you did your job. (laughs) Goodbye, little bird. Make sure you write. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on adviceforlifewithlynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.